Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. We are back once again with our weekly podcast, True Hill Heat 108. On this edition of True Hill Heat, we will be discussing the latest wrestling news, including the latest COVID outbreak that affects all the telefied televised brands in professional wrestling two popular wwe superstars not re-signing with the company roman reigns very unique challenger for the raw rumble week 62 of the wednesday night wars with wwe nxt and aew dynamites new year smash night 2 preview and predictions for impact wrestling's hard to kill pay-per-view this weekend and much much more i am back once again with the princess of all the true heels the returning the beautiful the lovely miss chrissy love hello hello i missed you guys hi oh god i missed you so much boo i miss you she's she's the ray of sunshine throughout our our, she's the radiance of true hill heat till i I blow up you know until we start talking of course of course, we have the resident True Hill alcoholic, the president of Titans Nation. Although I don't know if he wants to be the president of that anymore. He got impeached. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, JJ. yeah, so you know what? Shout out to the goddamn Baltimore Ravens for finally beating us. It was a tough, it was a tough game to watch. That son of a bitch, Lamar Jackson, got away. <laughs> one one big play, that bastard got away and got a 52-yard touchdown on us. That was basically our doom. And this will be my doom for this. I'm about, about to say last last uh weekend was a hard weekend for football, guys. I mean, it was it was a whole lot of football going on, but a hard weekend definitely for top guy JJ. So we're <laughs> glad he's here with us. He might be having more to drink than usual. We had him today. We had him too, man. We were up ten zip. And then that bastard, that bastard. You know what? But major props, man. Shit, man. That's gonna be a rivalry for years to come. Oh God! Yep. Of course, and we are joined again with a very special guest this week—a first-time special guest on True Hill Heat. He is a writer and presenter for Diva Dirt, a writer for Sports Keto Wrestling, along with myself. He is the very talented and very insightful John Duffy. Oh, what an intro! What an intro! Can I? Uh, I'm just going to record that and have that playing every time I enter. <laughs> Put it in my kid's school bag so every time he enters the, this classroom, that also plays. Oh, thank you, thank you, I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Can't wait to talk some wrestling with you guys. We are glad to have you, sir. You just need the theme music to add to that intro and you're good to go wherever you go in in the world. (laughs) But, you know, I always try to do well with my intros, but we always want to hear from you yourself. Please tell the people that would be watching or listening to this about yourself. Introduce yourself. Well, um, as, as my, uh, my bio states, I, I like wrestling and I like writing. And therefore, I've joined the two and I write about wrestling. Uh, I've been a wrestling fan since I was about maybe like seven, eight years old. Back to the, uh, you know, the glory days, the Hulk Hogan days, the Ultimate Warrior days. Uh, he obviously fell out of love with it a little bit during mm-hmm. the kind of, um, what is it, the ruthless aggression era. I stopped watching mm-hmm. um, other things 
other, you know, girls came into my life. So I, yeah, I had to, I just start watching muscly men in their underpants for a bit. But uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, since since uh, kind of like when the attitude era kicked off, that kind of got me back into it and stuff. And uh, and then I started after like school, university, and 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 an array of meaningless jobs. Uh, I, I decided. <laughs> decided I'd try my hand at uh, writing about wrestling and touch wood so far so good so far it's going quite well so you're doing great stuff over at Diva Dirt put putting a spotlight on women's wrestling so we are very happy to have you on here awesome. we'll talk a awesome. talk a little bit of women's wrestling talk about wrestling from all over the world that's what we do here on True Hill Heat this you edition want the random True Hill Heat thing that I'm going to give you that you can take home with you Mr. John Oh, yes, please. <laughs> you know, when I looked at you and I got into on here, I was like, yo, this is like a, a combination of Sami Zayn and the intelligent version of Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy shit. You've got a perfect blend there, my man. Now you'll take that home with you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> This is this is why he's the resident True Hill alcoholic. Oh, he has he has very it. good analysis. I love it. I'll 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 I'll, uh, I'll lean towards the uh, Sami Zayn. Intelligent version of you. That's what I said. Intelligent version. I made sure I let off an intelligent version. Oh, I mean, I just call you Eugene. I just said intelligent version. <laughs> Gotta love it. This edition of True Hill Heat is brought to you by our good friends over at Wrestling Travel, as well as Powered 4 TV, the number one streaming site in the UK where you can watch True Hill Heat. If you are watching on YouTube, give this video a thumbs up. Share this video with all your wrestling fans and friends and family. Of course, there is the iCard and the button below that. You can push that to subscribe. We are 50 subscribers away from 1K, so so help us along with that journey. Help us hit 1K, and maybe we'll send some merch to you. We got our merch giveaway going on, and of course there is the bell. You can press all for all notifications for all the great content right here on True Hill Heat. So of course, speaking about people subscribing to the channel, we gotta talk the True Hill Roll Call. How we start off every edition of our podcast, shouting out you, the supporters, the subscribers for True Hill Heat, and our supporters on social media. Starting off first with our top three conversation starters, the True Hill Trinity. Coming in at number three is Josh Mitchell. Coming in at number two is the New Japan Aficionado himself, James Wims. And coming in at number one is Amp McLennan Dominic. A new number one, a new wow. Negro Buck, Nick Jackson, coming in <laughs> at, number, at number one here. Uh True Hills there we got a shout out Ryan Delorge WrestleScope TV one of the really good supporters over on Wrestling Daily for myself as well as on the Twitter machine Malik Majid uh, Mike Mills Elliot Blakemore our YouTube subscriber highlight we got the Negro Buck himself in the comment section for True Hill Heat 107 Nick Jackson commented been a Jay White fan since I first saw him on Excursion in ROH in 2015 love the Switchblade character and this was definitely his masterpiece speaking about his match at Wrestle Kingdom 15 very interested to see where he goes from here and congratulations to Ibushi on a rock star performance uh Abin Heath 
Tarimala uh, uh, says Jay White is amazing and best heel in the business. That was also on True Hill Heat 107. Steve Salvage, the true face on Wrestle Kingdom uh, 1592 Roundtable, commented MVP was Jay White for all the reasons said. LVP, the ref in the junior tag match. I mean, come on, man. Most of the dirty things happen in front of you. He's he's very critical of the referees, I see. Uh, he said <laughs> felt day two had a little more weight to it so day two was the better show and he said easily a 9.5 out of 10 from the true face and then finally we have kayfabe tactics the king of the comment section also commenting on wrestle kingdom 15 night two roundtable he said i enjoyed the show so effing much i almost as much as i enjoy true rewind for monday for the monday night wars yeah those used to be fun to listen to he commented this before we made our return for true rewind we went a couple of weeks without it i'm sorry kayfabe uh kidding aside thank you for all um for putting the time to give your thoughts on both shows starting it up now so we got our youtube subscriber out the way we now got to talk about what we missed and we've been doing it a little bit new chrissy i know you you missed last week but we've been doing a little bit new and we've been okay. hot with the wednesday night wars so we're gonna start Ooh. off week 62 of the wednesday night wars we got john duffy here with us so we got to start it off hot so as usual we're gonna give the ratings talk about what happened on both shows and then all of us will decide what we thought was the better show for the week miss chrissy love do you want to return to your drum set of course you ready yep. let's go so for week 62 of the Wednesday Night Wars, WWE NXT coming in with 551,000 viewers. That is down from last week with 641,000. Both shows were very much affected by yeah. the world news last week. But AEW Dynamite comes back very hard up 100k to 762,000 this week. That is up from 662,000 that they did last week. On AEW Dynamite New Year Smash Night 2, Darby Allen defeated Brian Cage in a very fun main event with the help of Sting fighting off Ricky Starks. We had Don Callis replacing the Young Bucks with the Good <laughs> Brothers in the Elite Reunion six-man tag defeating Danny Limelight and the Varsity Blondes. After the match, John Moxley and the Lucha Bros run out to fight off the Elite. Young Bucks interjected to stop Moxley from attacking Omega, still being his friend, and they were met with super kicks by the Lucha Bros. Mm. Uh, defeated Eddie Kingston in a superb opener to the show. We had Serena Deeb defeat Tay Conte in Tay Conte's best match ever in a very good NWA Women's Championship matchup. Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker was made official for Beach Break. FTR defeated Jurassic Express. Inner Circle made a three-way for tag supremacy within the group with Sammy Hager being the newest team added and Miro defeated Chucky e. T to make Chuck become his butler until the wedding at beach break wwe nxt had msk aka the rascals debut on nxt this week and a very great debut for them defeating jake atlas and isaiah swerve scott to advance in the dusty cup the undisputed era defeated breezango to advance in the dusty cup as well as grizzle young veterans defeating Everrise in the dusty cup uh candice LeRae beat shotzi blackheart in a solid opener gargano defeated loomis 
Classics Women's Dusty uh, Rose Tag Team Classic first round was set with Casey Canazara and Caden Carter versus Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez and the way of Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell versus Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon in the first round matchups with the four teams involved in that tournament. So we will start with John Duffy, we'll start with you, our guest. What did you think was the better show between NXT and AEW? I, I always, always watch AEW first. And, <laughs> I, and I, I, I'm going to have to stop doing it because I always do feel that NXT does kind of pale in comparison. Uh, I don't know if it's just the kind of the look and the vibe and the openness of Daly's Palace that, that they've got, you know, and they've also got the kind of added boost of a live crowd. Uh, NXT, I, I'm already a bit, little bit tired of the NXT um, uh, Capital Wrestling Centre look. At, at first, it was great, and, um, um, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna have to go with uh, the uh, good old AEW. Um, I, I thought it was a better show. You, you obviously you had uh, the Good Brothers uh, appearing on AEW uh, this time in a match, which was really good to see. Um, and you had that, that really fantastic match between Tay Conte and Serena Deeb, and then I just love Pac. I, I, I love, I love the. He's just angry all the time. <laughs> He's just always, always fuming at someone, and obviously this time Eddie Kingston. But um, yeah, I think although you know NXT was a good, uh, a, a good um, show, they had some really good tag team matches. But I just think it, I just think AEW just pips it or uh, kind of every week, and hence the uh, the the ratings uh, proving that you know. I, I have to agree with you a lot. I've been watching AEW first mm-hmm. over NXT, and it does affect the viewing of NXT yeah, every yeah, single yeah. week. No matter how good NXT is, it does affect the viewing uh, process. Let's go over to Miss Chrissy Love. What was your better show for the week, AEW or NXT? Um, I never thought about the look of like the atmosphere until <laughs> John just said it. Um, but yes, it's getting boring, I guess, for NXT, and that's probably why we're feeling the way we do. But unlike you guys, I watch them both at the same time. And um, <laughs> <laughs> she's a Wednesday night warrior. I, I watch them both at the same time, and I don't think that NXT was bad. I thought it was actually a, a fairly decent show. However, unfortunately, I have to pick one. And um, how did Darby Allen beat? Brian Cage, like it was a, that was a good match. I don't understand how he won. I really don't get it. <laughs> like I was, I was going to bring up the, the genius in the finish. The genius, <laughs> the genius in the finish like, was he it up the whole time. <laughs> no, I I totally agree with you. But the genius in the finish is if you remember the whole the whole. Uh, start of the Darby Allen versus Taz feud was because Darby lost to a crucifix pin to Cody Rhodes. How did he beat yeah. Brian Cage? The yeah. crucifix pins. That's that long term booking that AEW just gets on point and it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, what a great closer to that show. AEW for the win. Like I said, NXT was not bad. NXT was, a go- was good. Um, cool build up for the Dusty Rhodes classic. Um, however, unfortunately it's becoming like nothing is being like 
tied in together. It's just like a show just thrown. And I've been saying this for weeks. It's like bingo. They just throw all the balls in a thing. We just roll it. We're going to pick it out. And that's, that's how the show goes. <laughs> Does seem like that a lot. Uh, top guy, JJ. I don't know what's going on in NXT. Like, it, it literally comes to the point is I just don't know what's going on over there. We First, we, you know, we had New Year's Evil. Then we went straight to NXT Tag. Basically, the entire show was tag matches, which, you know, it, it, could, it could make some good material. It could make a good show. But then they just lose the fact that this is a weekly episodic show that needs a story to it. This just, like, NXT is just on a different platform and a different level to AEW. Like, AEW is an actual wrestling program that provides you weekly substance and great matches, great wrestling, and then you get stories to go with it. Like, I just don't think they're getting that out of NXT at all. And it's just it's just missing the mark on just too many fundamental things that we look for as wrestling viewers. Like, I kind of wish that I would have saw Thatcher and Ciampa get a little bit more time. Like, they had, like, a great interaction with each other and it was like three minutes and and that was like one of the best things that they had going on and no okay so msk that was a rascals great debut that was a great debut by the rascals so i don't want to take anything away from their debut and honestly i it's hard for me to believe how good of a match brizango can have it still doesn't like i don't click those two (laughs) Brizango, great match, and just Brizango. I just don't do it. They need to just change their name or some shit. It just doesn't flow. Yeah, facts, facts for um, sure. And they, and they give them great matches. It's just named and the outfit suck. And AEW wasn't that great to me, but AEW was just that much better television wise for me because I got everything out of it. I got everything I need. I got a decent match. I got a good. I got a good title main event. I got a great opener. I get to see Pac mad. I mean, Pac is still Pac is still upset over his WWE contract. Like, like he, you could just see the anger coming out of him every week. Like he's still mad at him. Um, that interaction with the Young Bucks feeling. I'm telling you, I love these little nuggets of the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers. Like them just being replaced out of nowhere, out of yep. nowhere. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, AEW is just on a different level. Like AEW, I, I can't even say I can't like. It's hard to give NXT victories when they're not even on the same playing field right now. Uh, it's like N- NXT has to have a pristine show. It's like they have to have a pristine show to feel like they're competitive, and they're just not really competitive at the moment right now. AEW is just clicking on too many cylinders, and NXT is just trying to find a cylinder. I, I gotta agree with all of you guys. I'll make it unanimous. AEW Dynamite New Year Smash Night 2 was the better show. I think the only segment I can kind of criticize was the rating room. The rating room mm-hmm. was a lot of hit and miss. I, I, I really enjoyed Britt Baker. She looked like an absolute yes. star. She, pre- yes. she was presented like a star. And, and Reba playing Ed McMahon was hilarious. It was so hilarious. Um, the Jade Cardio, her look, her look, she looks like a star. She looks yes. like a star. Yes. 
But it's something missing. The promo is just not there yet. It's just not there all the way yet. I like Red Velvet being the Brandy Rhodes replacement because they established that partnership between those two ladies. I like I like the fact that we have Jade versus Red Velvet. Uh, we have we have Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. I like that yeah. the women's division feels like we're getting some type of. Uh, Concentration, some creativity to it. The, the, the women's belt looks like Matchbox. Um, um. Well, let, let's, not, let's, not, let's, not, let's not bash. He's trying to. He's trying to finally give the women some prop show. I, we can give them all the props, but their belt looks like trash. Is that's what it is? Oh my god, I like the end of it looks like a, the, it looks like the, a Cracker Jack box. The NWA <laughs> title has the picture of the champion in the middle. I like that. That's yeah, old school. Make it bigger. Like if she's and look how small she is. It looks like, a, she's called the old belt. That's Sorry, the vintage. You know? That's the vintage look. With a belt around her. No. I, I prefer that over over the the carbon copy WWE title that both women's championships look like on the main roster. I I don't okay. like that. I know it looks too much like a toy to me. I prefer I prefer. I'm just saying, I'm just saying <sighs> like, give it some type of love like you did the men's title. The men's title is beautiful, and the T and TNT one is beautiful. But you give the girls a crap ass belt. Sorry, not sorry. You know can, it's true. Can I, can I get back to complimenting yep. them now? <laughs> so I, I didn't like the whole transition from uh, the, the pull-apart. First of all, I didn't like two pull-apart brawls back-to-back. That hurt the show, and it was like too similar from the segment before that. And the transition wasn't smooth from that to Thunder Rosa's uh, promo. So that was the only like bad part. Everything else on the show was either it hit a single or it was a home run. The, the Elite segment was a home run on so many levels it was so nuanced so great storytelling from the promo segment in the backstage with don Callis calling the young bucks will make us friends and then yeah. him saying oh yeah yeah it's do a separate actress you guys are the tag team champions yeah yeah and then him bringing in the good brothers so he's kind of sets up Callis as the yoko ono of the of the elite <laughs> but we don't know if omega's with it is omega mad that they didn't get in their car at all out and i i, I had people that was like they thought it was too soon but this is all a continuous of the elite saga it's not something new with the formation and the two suite last week it's all a continuation so i dig the storytelling and how many things is set up with lucha bros versus young bucks lucha bros versus good brothers moxley versus omega such great stuff and they put a big spotlight on danny limelight and the varsity blondes and danny limelight looked great out there so i enjoyed that but the big thing i got to talk about is the two title matches tay conte looked incredible and that was the biggest mainstream yeah. indictment of the WWE system because she was there for five uh. years and Are you we have five years and we never saw she that. looked like a oh my god she, wow yes I was just like who what who is she, she and you telling me she's been there sitting in the back just chilling for five years. Yes, oh, and, yeah. and they also they also had Serena Deeb as a trainer when she's been the most consistent worker on the women's roster for AEW since she's come on, and she just did that again, pulling out Tay Conte's best match, and then the main event, 
Darby Allen is the perfect opponent for Brian Cage. Brian Cage looks like an absolute monster, an absolute machine. He bumped all over the place for Brian Cage. That was the best he's looked in AEW. And then the the great storytelling with the with the ending and Sting getting physical, a progression in that story, just top notch stuff with that. But other than the waiting room and the little you know a little adjustments here and there, this was a really good follow up to last week's show. NXT, I thought it was a it was a good show. I like the focus right. on on the Dusty Cup. MSK's yeah. debut was great, but like you guys have all said, it just it's not the same from watching AEW. AEW has a certain energy to it that NXT just hasn't been able to match yet. Can we just talk about how great? Like, can we just talk about how? I, honestly, yo, this is one of Jr.'s best called matches on AEW to me. He, it was like he was pre-enshrining Brian Cage as the new TNT champion already. <laughs> he was like already foreseeing it happen. He was just like, oh, he's about to become champion. Like he, Him and Taz was telling the story like this is a foregone conclusion. It's over already. Darby has no shot. And <laughs> like, I just love, so I, I love those little nuances in these matches. Like it's, it's, they just give you the basic shit you're gonna talk about, but they say it on live TV, and it's like, oh, it, that came out really well. And they're giving Darby his props, like he's been a great champion. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, like, come on, he ain't losing. <laughs> yeah, they, that was some great, great commentary. They've been on a roll the last couple of weeks. The, yeah. the commentary has been yeah. uh, a place and where Adam I can Taz criticize AEW. Huh? Adding Taz there was good too. Yeah, Taz is Taz is always great. Taz has been probably one of the best like under under the radar additions to AEW since yeah. he's uh, been introduced as as a manager and as a commentator. He's just on point. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, I apologize, John. No, no, you after you, please. Um, can we just say that, that was the best Dexter Lomas match that he's ever had, even though he lost? I I did not like that match. I'm just gonna be honest. Really? I I, I'm just not. I'm I'm not sold on Dexter Loomis. That's I just that's probably what it is. Okay. That, that if that was the best Dexter Loomis match, that was the weakest Johnny Gargano match that I've seen. I mean, you know Johnny kind of car- carried it, but you know. You know who I ain't sold on? Carrying fucking cross. Oh. Well, he, he wasn't one, even on has, this week. He gets one victory. And, and and Scarlett is already targeting Finn Balor already. Like, what the fuck? He had one match, bro. He he never he never lost the title. John, you wanted to add something? Jeez. Well, no, I was just talking back to the uh, what well, the the props we were giving to the AEW commentary team. I think Jr. has. I don't know what's happened. I think maybe someone's got in his ear and told him to kind of tone down the. Criti- like uh, live on air criticism of the talent <laughs> a- after the uh, he was he, he slated the dive that they yeah. wait in Sydney um, and there was a bit of backlash from that but I think since then he's really he's, he's definitely upped his game uh, him Tony and as you said you know Excalibur always and uh, the, the added addition of Taz is always fantastic I absolutely love Taz on AW Dark as well because yes you can yeah. see. It, it, you know, it's not full throttle, and him and Excalibur just have all these yeah. like you know in jokes and private jokes, which uh, I think it kind of it lightens up AEW Dark uh, uh, because AEW, I do watch AEW Dark, but mainly just the women's matches for kind of uh, reviews, uh, so I skip a lot of it. But oh, Taz, Taz and Excalibur are always great on that. Um, but back just to 
talk about Dexter Loomis. Uh, I think he's at first he was interesting. He had his interesting vibe with his with his stare and stuff. But I, yeah, he, the the the, uh, the the boil is definitely off off him. Oh. It seems to be. He just seems to be lost, and he, like you know, it, I think it, it's not very funny anymore. His presence, yeah, his um, his his artwork is like some you know uh, artist on a boardwalk who's who's like uh, you know set uh, doing it for for a couple of bucks. But um, yeah, he's I, I I enjoyed the match. I thought it was an alright match. I always enjoy a Johnny Gargano match, but uh, it wasn't. It wasn't great, but it was probably Dexter Loomis's best match, as he said. Hence, because I because of Johnny. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it because. Yo, because, you know. so, yo, Dexter Loomis is trash, yo. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yo, why are we being so nice to this guy? Like, he's he's oh trash. My Okay, he's so, so yeah. he's a creep. Now he's doing artwork, and now he's this fluffy good guy with the creepy music still. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> fun, fun fact, I happen to like his crazy, creepy looks. Now, him wrestling-wise, you know, we have to just work on it. But other than that, like I said, this out of all his matches, this one was the best because he went, with, he went against someone that was, you know, actually great. And other, the other ones you can't really, like, compare his wrestling to because, you know, it's just, you know, yeah, whatever. So this is actually good. Johnny gave him a great match. That's all. Thank you, thank you, Johnny Gargano. Is what we're, <laughs> what we're all trying to say. <laughs> and, and, and Jr., I think Jr. is actually starting to learn who he's working with. So I think yes. he's yes. invested because he's actually learning the roster for real, for real. I think he's actually yes. knowing who these people are. He has to know who these people are to be invested in them. He was just sounding like a guy calling moves. Now he's actually learning them. Mm-hmm. But it was. It was he was calling moves that he didn't. Yeah, like. he was a move caller. So <laughs> exactly. now he's got a little bit of yeah. a story to share yeah, with them yeah. about. Yeah. He knows that they've been struggling. He knows a little bit of background about them. So uh-huh. his commentary digs a little deeper. So yeah. he's been better. I, I I agree with all of you. Real quick before we end off with our Wednesday Night Wars discussion, like we said, the NXT was focused on the Dusty Cup. Who do you got winning the men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic? Let's start with you, John. Um, just because of the Liverpool connection, I'd love to see the Grizzle Young Veterans go all the way. Um, I, I love a scouser uh, on television, uh, especially one as good as Zach Gibson. Um, he's, I think he's, him and um, James Drake, I, I've, I actually watched them in progress live a couple of times. And uh, they, they are they're, they're such a good tag team. They're a really fluid and smooth tag team. Um and Zach Gibson has really come into his own as he's as he's found this like arrogant scouse uh, character, and he's amped it amped it up to like not even eleven, like fifteen. Um, but I think they've since they've moved up to NXT from NXT UK. I think they've obviously been given a big push. Uh, yeah. So yes. I think Triple H and Shawn Michaels like them. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with the. Uh, uh, grizzled young veterans, please. 
I'm I'm a big fan of Zach Gibson. I, I, I I've been I've been told I, I, I look like a, a shorter, younger uh Zach Gibson and he's Liverpool's number one, so I agree I agree with you. Um but I'm going to actually go with MSK here, MSK, yeah. uh, to get the victory because I think they would work better against uh, Birch and Lorgan in the in the uh, mm-hmm. title match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chrissy Love, who do you got in the Dusty Classic? Okay, wait, who are the people again now? <laughs> <laughs> whoever okay, so whoever you can remember, whoever you can remember is in it. You got Cole uh, and Strong. Who, uh, who advanced? The Undisputed Era of Cole... Okay. Cole and and strong. Uh-huh. Then you have MSK. Then you have the grizzled young veterans. And who the hell is the fourth team? No, there wasn't a fourth team. Yeah. There was oh, three John- matches. Oh, this they week. had three matches, but Johnny's yeah. team didn't fight this week. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny, uh, Gargano, in theory, are versing uh, Kushida and Leon Ruff next week. You got uh, oh, Killian. Ain't going nowhere. Yeah, you, you got Killian Day, Drake Maverick. You got the Imperium. You got Legado del Fantasma. So. Go ahead. You got a lot to choose from. Exactly. I mean, I there's, like, 13, there's thirteen teams. Oh, they made a tag team champ, which is Imperium. I like them. Let me let me go with them. Imperium. Okay. Imperium. I think that I think they're great, especially since they came over. They've been good. So mm-hmm. give give me them. All right. And who you got, JJ? Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna actually agree with John. I think it is a time that the grizzled young veterans needs to make their claim in the NXT yeah. landscape. I think MSK will make the mm. finals in that bracket, but I believe they will lose to the Grizzle Young Veterans. And then once you hit the other side, you know, I see the way going. If they're, the, if they're on the other bracket, they're not making it past the second round. But if they're on the other bracket, I see them making the finals. I think I think the finals are going to be Grizzly Young Veterans and uh, MSK since they're on opposite sides of the bracket. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most likely. That's to what be I was at. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah. So I would pick them to lose in the finals then, because I, I see MSK going far. Yeah, I think I think the, those are the most likely. And like I said, I love Zach Gibson. I think that they should get more mic time on NXT mm-hmm. because I feel like right now the fans are not invested in them, but they will be if they give Zach Gibson more time on the mic. So we will have more on the Dusty Cup as it progresses, but we got to move on. Also, this weekend, we uh, what we missed was Impact Genesis. Ace Austin wins the Super X Cup, defeating Suicide, Cousin Jake, and Blake Christian in the finals. Me, Top Guy JJ, Jonathan, and Josh all predicted that, even though Jonathan did not think Ace Austin was going to win in the first round, but still picked him to win the cup. Shouts out to him. Um <laughs> Moose, he picked Moose Ace Austin said, to lose in the first round, but he picked them to win the tournament. I know that was uh, he had to mention that. that you just have to. You just have to. Uh, very good main event in the I Quit match with uh, Moose saying I Quit after getting a shot at the Impact World Title from Rich Swan just as he was going to end the career of Willie Mack in in their match. And Jordan Grace defeats Jazz uh, in a very good uh, hard hitting uh, knockouts matchup. Uh, What's your thoughts, uh, Top Guy JJ, on Moose getting a shot at the Impact World title? Do you think that he will get the shot at Rich Swan before we have a Rich Swan Omega champion versus champion match? Oh, absolutely. This has to happen. This has to happen on their next pay-per-view. They got to get this out the way. That's why I think they're doing this. They're going to get this hard-to-kill pay-per-view out the way, which should be a banger. 
But uh, I think they're going to... They, Moose has to get this before Swan and Omega clashes. They have to get this. They have to get this in. But, but, but... They could also be thinking of namesake. And probably changing the title. And putting that belt on Moose to give Kenny a harder match. You, you, you never know. Because uh, Moose has been... If there had to be a... a Moose, when we did the True Hill Heat, when we did the True Hill Awards, I'm surprised that Moose didn't get honorable mentions for Most Improved. Because mm-hmm. Moose has been a beast in 2020. And he would be a definitely a strong opponent for Kenny. But, mm-hmm. you know, I like Rich Swan, but I won't be mad at Moose. Yeah, and he's gotten into incredible shape over the, the past year for sure. We also had this week Impact Wrestling, the go-home show for Hard to Kill, uh, with Rich Swan defeating Carl Anderson in a good main event, followed by a brawl between the two teams in the Hard to Kill main event. Uh, we had Rosemary realigned with Crazy Steve to help fend off Caleb with a K to defeat Tennille Dashwood. You had Susan... Oh, wow. The third face of Sue Young helped Kimberly beat Taya Valkyrie. Like we said before, John, you're an expert on women's wrestling, writing about it on Diva Dirt. What's your thoughts on the Impact Knockouts division? You got so much talent over there with Deanna Parata, Taya Valkyrie, Rosemary, Tennille Dashwood, the three faces of Sue Young. Uh, <laughs> and, and you got the Knockouts tag team titles returning yes. uh, this weekend yes. at Hard to Kill. What's your thoughts and where do you place the the impact knockouts division in the landscape of women's wrestling. Uh, yeah, right under NXT, right under NXT's women's division. Uh, they've got NXT. I've got the best women's division, uh, I think in wrestling right now, but NXT, uh, uh, sorry, impact just, I think it was like early, late 2019, early 2020. They just low key built one of the best women's division, uh, in North America. Um, you know, they signed Jordan Grace, and then obviously it was it was amped up when they got Deonna Parazzo. Yeah, um, she came in. She was obviously hungry, big chip on her shoulder, a lot to prove from from her NXT and WWE run, and um, she's just showed how good she can be. You know, now that she's been given a chance and the chains are off and whatnot, um, she's really kind of expressed herself as that um, brutal submission. And, and technical wrestler. Um, she's also built this really kind of virtuoso character that that she I, did. She ever speak in NXT? I don't think. I, 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 don't, I don't think. I don't think she ever did. Um, uh, so she's really, really come into her own, and she's really expre- expressed herself well. Um, I, I still think. I still think Jordan. Jordan, if it wasn't for Deanna Prato coming in, Jordan Grace would still be the champion, and she should, she could still be the face of the Knockouts division. Uh, obviously, Taya Valkyrie is a kind of stalwart of that division, also as is as is Rosemary, which was great to see the DK uh, 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 get back together. Tennille Dashwood has come back with a real kind of. Uh, rejuvenation. She's she t- you know took some time away, travelled to some beautiful places according to her Instagram, which they've tied in excellently with um, Caleb with a K, who is at first I didn't really like him, but he's fantastic, and I love the way they do Instagram photos during her matches, and she does poses and stuff. That that that's uh, really really funny stuff, um, and then 
I think that once the knockouts tag team division comes back, they are going to knock out WWE's uh, attempt at a, t- a women's tag team division um, because at least they know they know how to book main roster kind of women's wrestling, whereas uh, WWE on the main roster seems to be kind of failing quite drastically I like, at, at, at the minute. WWE has a women's tag division. <laughs> <laughs> only when only when it's on a double champion. Only when I know they got belts, but yeah. they don't got a division. Exactly. <laughs> whereas, it's sad, but true. Yeah. Whereas you know, even Impact even brought in some excellent. Um, uh, competitors for the tag team uh, tournament, you know, such as Team C Stars, and they, if they get and if they get Killer Kelly, if Impact get Killer Kelly, then oof, Diana Perazzo versus Killer Kelly will be a match of the year for sure. So uh, I hope they do that, and then of course they've given you know given Jazz that spotlight once again. Um, she retired quietly in 2020 uh, because she wasn't able to wrestle. Um, so the, you know, she's getting that that send off that she deserves um, for 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 her you know uh, legacy. So uh, and that match against Jordan Grace was fantastic. Uh, if if people haven't seen it, they just go and check it out because it's a uh, it's a real good one. Yeah, you don't get a lot of like physically intense matches like that in women's wrestling, and that one was definitely one of the highlights of uh, the Genesis pay-per-view. So also this week, we had MLW Fusion with Los Parks defeating the Von Erics to win the MLW Tag Team titles. Uh, sad to see that with my boys, the Von Erics. Uh, we had Mil Mortes make his MLW debut, defeating Brian Pillman Jr. in a squash, and that might be the, si- the send-off for Brian Pillman Jr., in MLW, I think, but also you had SmackDown with very interesting decision in the main event. Adam <laughs> Pierce wins a gauntlet thanks to Roman Reigns and Jay Uso to set up the WWE Universal Championship match at the Royal Rumble. This is after we seemingly saw a babyface turn and rehab of Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Rey Mysterio. time! He defeated Rey Mysterio, <laughs> King Corbin, and Daniel Bryan back to back to back before losing to Adam Pearce thanks to the insertion of Reigns and Uso. Chrissy Love, SmackDown is your domain. What was your thoughts on the gauntlet overall with Nakamura's turn as well as rehab, uh, revitalizing him for the first time in two years, it seems yeah, like, and yeah. Adam Pearce winning in the end? Okay, so I had to watch this all in Spanish, right? Because I was away. And um, I was wondering how, I was like, okay, Shinsei won the first, all right, all right. Then he won the second one. I was like, oh, okay. Then he won the next one. I was like, oh, I see what they're doing. But I was like, well, how is he supposed to face Roman? And then that's when I seen the next opponent. And I was like, oh, okay. So they had the whole, like, switcheroonie. And um, they did the whole switch up. And I was like, okay, how is this going to now play out in at the Royal Rumble, what's going to happen? Like, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I know we all know what's going to happen, but I'm very surprised. I want to know what their next move is going to be. We already know that their storylines are shit shows, but this storyline has been good. Don't fuck it up. You understand what I'm saying? I was like, I'm, I'm very curious to see how it was. Uh, good show for what I saw in Spanish, but um, other than that, um, 
I'm, 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 they gave Shinsuke a little push because, you know, Shinsuke's been sitting in the back for a minute, you know. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen. So do you think we are going to see Adam Pierce get the shot at the Universal Championship or are we going to have Nakamura or KO be inserted instead, Top Guy JJ? Please, for the love of God, let Shinsuke get the chance at the Rumble so we can remember who he is. Because right. all I all I remember now is the guy coming out with the beaded outfit on, like like that. That's literally all I'm getting now, and it's like extravagant beaded outfit. Like it, it's like, come on, dude. Like Shinsuke is one of the best fucking wrestlers in the world, and and he has not even been treated like a proper mid carder over the past three years in the W. Ever since he lost to AJ Styles at WrestleMania 34, his career has been dog shit. And and it has just been downward spiral, downward spiral, and we're going on three years of this nonsense. Shinsuke is when you yo, there's somebody you just watch on TV and be like, yo, they got a diamond and they're just not using it. Use it, use it. He's there. Just use it and give him his fucking theme back so he can chant to the shit. <laughs> hey, hey, there's no fans to chant to to Shinsuke's old theme, so at least there's that. They can say, uh, if they can scream Triple H, they can they they pipe in the fans. They can pipe in yeah. the, this is awesome chants during match. They can pipe in some, they can pipe in the fans doing his chant, his theme music. I, I never want to hear their, their piped in uh, crowd noise, especially because they have different volumes for depending on which legend. <laughs> so how the fuck um, they pipe in this is awesome. Um, all I will say is that I, I dig Shinsuke getting this baby face turn and getting this rehab. But it just seems very mistimed with what they yeah. did. And I felt like this would have been much more effective if Daniel Bryan was in the role of the underdog who was fighting through the gauntlet and then got screwed by Reigns and Uso. They've already set up that storyline with Uso having beef with Daniel Bryan. And it would set up the Daniel Bryan-Roman Reigns feud, which has been speculated to happen at WrestleMania. It, this whole Nakamura thing, yeah, we might get Nakamura getting a shot before WrestleMania, but I feel like this is this would have been the perfect like extra boost Daniel Bryan needed to have a reason to win the Raw Rumble to get the shot that he should have gotten here. It just would have made a little bit more sense and been more effective to me. Um, I'm going to slightly disagree with you, man, because I think Daniel Bryan is already popular. He's already... He's already basically two weeks away from being mainstream already. Mm -hmm. Literally, you give him a yeah. few weeks of good yeah. matches, he's already yeah. back to top tier contender. Because yep. Daniel Bryan has been WWE champion in the past two years. What the hell has Shinsuke gotten since he lost to AJ Styles? Nothing. A two to three Nothing. week run as intercontinental champion? What we don't even remember. My my whole point though, my whole point is they, they would be screwing over an established babyface instead of a guy that just turned babyface twenty minutes ago. It just it doesn't make sense. It's gotta start, they, but it's gotta start somewhere. There's, there's still gonna be people that's just like, oh, they screwed over a heel because they yeah. did. You you could turn the channel. You could turn the channel late to Fox and not realize that Shinsuke is a babyface. And you would think that Roman Reigns and and Jay Uso are babyfaces because they're helping the Adam Pierce get the victory. Like that's what happened to me. Yeah, thank you. That that's why that's why it would have been more effective with Daniel Bryan to me. 
Um, but we got to talk about the other things that happened on SmackDown. You had Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode defeat the Street Profits to win the SmackDown. Oh, dirty dogs. Dirty dogs. The dirty dogs. You had Sonya Sonya Deville take a new job assisting Adam Pearce as an authority figure on SmackDown, and Big E defeat Apollo Crews to successfully defend the IC Championship. What was your What was your thoughts on the Dirty Dogs, the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions, John? I really liked it. I, uh, I've always been a big fan of Bobby Roode, even from back in his TNA days, um, where he split up with James Storm and Beer Money, and he had that really good run as champion. It, it, it did echo, kind of, had sentiments of Ric Flair and, like, Triple H. But he, re- he grew, he really grew. I, I, he did prove himself as a, an effective main eventer, but that, you know, that was years ago. Uh, and it, when he came to... NXT, he got a chance to run with that and 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 portray that, and, and but then <laughs> as soon as he as soon as he came to the main roster, man, you just you you knew you you just knew that he was not going to thrive on the main roster. Um, Vince obviously heard that theme tune and was like, "My God, <laughs> you're a baby!" <laughs> and just and then and then he was. He was just theme tune man for for a couple of months, um, and he's kind of, he's done he's done a few bits and bobs, and then there was then he became Robert Rude. He went from Bobby Rude to Robert Rude, and had a really yeah. you know killer must killer mustache. I'll give him that. But um, yeah, I think he's, he he seems to have found the stride. Him and Ziggler, you know, their the careers kind of uh, echo each other. They're quite similar, where they're very they're nearly men. You know, that they've, yeah. they've they've always they've, They've always been there, but have never quite reached the the potential. Um, and I think the uh, the the match was f- fucking great, really good. I was really surprised, and I was really shocked that that they, they changed. Um, they obviously kind of foretold it, foreshadowed it with the injury to Montez Ford. Montez Ford just continues to sh- prove that he is a megastar in the waiting. Um, uh, hopefully, sure. you know they'll see it and they'll just strap the rocket to him um, because that's that's he he is he's just gonna be yeah uber uber megastar if 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 WWE allow him to be uh, but yeah I, you know and I also liked and I also liked um, uh, Robert Roode's uh, pink undies I thought they were, <laughs> I, I thought I thought they had a nice to you know, I kind of like harken back to the Bret Hart uh, Hart Foundation, um, so that was that was pretty decent, and it's it's more than they deserve. It, they deserve to be tag team champions. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm up for it, and it kind of it strengthens the SmackDown tag team tag team division uh, for a bit. So we'll we'll see where that goes. Yeah, I think I think it was the right decision to kind of mm-hmm. put Street Profits in a new role. We've seen them as champions for over almost a year now, so mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. the change as well. And then finally, the last thing what we missed was Monday Night Raw. This show was drastically changed via to Drew McIntyre testing positive for the COVID-19 virus. So we had Triple H and Randy Orton in a fight as the main event with Alexa Bliss coming down and throwing a fireball into Randy Orton's face. Chrissy Love, <laughs> what was your thoughts on Alexa Bliss becoming Ken and Ryu from Street Fighter and doing an Adugan in Randy Orton's face? 
Well, why did she do that the week before that? Then she she was away. See what I'm saying with with bad stories not putting together. Let's get mm-hmm. in the bingo ball. Let's get together. Oh, B fifty nine, you're up. Like <laughs> like this should have happened like the next day after she put um like if not two weeks later once she confronted him and she was at the park and she was on the swing. That was cute. That was fun. And the next week. She could like, like, let's have a wrestling match. No, nigga, throw. I mean, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> she, 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 she was Ken and Ryu. She pulled the Hadouken. So it, it, got, she had I mean, good I'm, aim. She had really good aim. She did. Yeah, she, she had did. great aim. I was like, whoa, like, but I think too little, too late. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hey, it was a better fireball than Hulk Hogan at Halloween Havoc, <laughs> 1998. That's all I can say. Uh, well, Drew. You know what? <laughs> Drew McIntyre did uh, appear via Skype with two very good promos at first explaining why he ha- how he got the virus and how he wasn't having symptoms. So we're happy to hear about that. And he also accepted the challenge of Bill Goldberg for the Royal Rumble doing a good yep. maintenance job of cleaning up the mess that Bill Goldberg got them in with his promo last week. And of and and in my favorite, I don't know about you, Top Guy JJ. My favorite segment, Rick Rick Flair turned heel <laughs> on Charlotte Flair, costing her yeah. a match against Lacey. <sighs> who he is now aligned with so horny Rick Flair shows shows <laughs> Yo, for his daughter. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, Charlotte did say stay out of my business, so he went to he went to go get his own business. Uh-huh. You know, my man, my man's recovered. My man got himself a fresh suit. So he went back to the kiss, stealing, wheeling, dealing, jet flying. You know, I got my rollies on. And I'm going to get me Listen. some honeys. And, you know, it just happened to be, you know, the one that you was fighting. Oops. Oops. <laughs> Hey, I, 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 I enjoy Ric Flair staying consistent to the character that we've so, known him to be for 40 years. So Lacey Evans, is about, Lacey Evans is about to understand why he had the longest line for the longest ride. <laughs> and this is dedicated to you, Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> that was actually really funny. I'm not even going to lie to you. That, that, but it's creepy. But funny. <laughs> Hilarious stuff on Monday Night Raw to me. Bobby Lashley also defeated Riddle to successfully defend the U.S. Championship, and that brings us <clears throat> that brings us to our top news story, which has to do with the COVID nineteen outbreaks in WWE, AEW, and Impact Wrestling. As mentioned before, WWE announced this week that WWE Champion Drew McIntyre has tested positive for COVID-19. Fightful Select reports that McIntyre was only one of several wrestlers who tested positive after the holidays, as several wrestlers reportedly now have the virus. Wrestling Observer Radio and Dave Meltzer reported that it is up to at least four wrestlers, including Drew McIntyre. Meltzer said that one is from SmackDown that was scheduled for uh, last week's episode of SmackDown and was removed from the show, while another is a big star that just returned from COVID. And the the, the uh, fourth person is from the NXT brand. According to Fightful Select, um, 
shows from WWE, Raw, and SmackDown, as well as AEW and Impact, are all affected by this COVID outbreak, as several matches and appearances were pulled. WWE sources said that they expected positive tests after the holidays, but they're surprised things weren't worse. Impact tapes a couple of months worth of shows this weekend after the Hard to Kill pay-per-view, so they should be probably the most affected by this. Meanwhile, AEW filmed uh, two weeks worth of shows last week, so that is why we didn't see too much adjustments uh, made to their show. This uh, follows the report from AEW that we talked about last week that Thunder Rosa was removed from New Year's Smash Night 2 following being in contact with someone with COVID-19. In related news, in regards to AEW and the outbreak, uh, Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks and Chris Jericho revealed this week that they tested positive for the virus in September. Uh, PW Insider reported that several talent during the Raw taping uh, that some had speculated were affected by the outbreak were just backstage during Raw and weren't used. That includes Cedric Alexander, Asuka, Shelton Benjamin, Nikki Cross, Humberto Carrillo, and Ricochet. So what... What are your guys' thoughts on the latest COVID outbreaks um, across the wrestling world? Let's start with you, John. Well, from what I saw on like social media um, around the New Year's Eve was just um, wrestlers partying, uh, masks <laughs> off. Um, uh, you know, I mean, not naming names, but you know, I saw, you know, I saw multiple kind of posts of people just just hanging out and stuff. Because um, I, I I don't know what it's like o o over your way, but we're we're on like full on lockdown. Uh, super yeah. like supermarkets. Oh oh, that's it. Yep. Supermarkets only. Um, uh, the school, you know, even the schools are closed over here. So uh, it was wow. it was quite it was quite. Um, it was, you know, I mean, it was surprised. It was surprising to see a lot of kind of festivities kind of uh, continuing. Um, so it could. Put, I'm gonna. I'm gonna assume that that's where it kind of came from. Uh, a lot of kind of mixing, uh, you know. Because again, you know, you know that all wrestlers are friends, you know, regardless of the company. Um, so you can see that it. You can. You can. You know, possibly see where it's come from. Um, but yeah, the one thing that did surprise me was uh, WWE's announcement where they actually said COVID. Yeah. yeah. First, I think they said it in the Keith Lee documentary, uh, the Keith Lee um, Chronicle. I yeah. think that was the first time it was like properly mentioned. Otherwise, it's been you know circum global circumstances, and you know they've they've kind of gone out of their way not to say the word COVID. So to <laughs> kind of. Release to kind of release it on um, uh, on Twitter, uh, you know, as be, to be as candid as they were, I thought that was that was really interesting. Um, I did think, you know, it is a drastic uh, a drastic move by on Drew McIntyre's part to not fight Goldberg. But uh, <laughs> sorry, that was a bad joke. But uh, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, he's. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, that match still looks like it's going ahead. Um, no, it was, yep. it was, and it's it's scary because you know you know why um, you know they've used it they've used it against Roman Reigns in an angle that you know that he went away. It's like yeah, he, he's got babies. You know what I mean? He's he's got to he's got to protect his family. You know the way that 
him going away for a for a time, and it was this, similar with Sami Zayn as well. They, yeah. they, you know, they can't they made it out that like they were cowards for kind of not turning up to work. Where, and if reported to be believed, you know, WWE weren't testing people for months. You know, it's um, it's quite scary. It's quite scary if you if you think about it, and if they're true, if they're true. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's. It just goes to you know what I mean. Like if it happens, imagine if it if it happens to Rome. If it's happened to Drew McIntyre, it can happen to anyone. It can happen to Roman Reigns, uh, and then you know, it, the, fucking hell, man, Ric Flair, like, <laughs> and like you know, I mean, he was uh, Drew McIntyre was, was hanging out with Hulk Hogan and stuff, you know, and these are all yeah, people yes, that are, yes. are at that like danger level, you know. So yeah. It, it's 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 pretty reckless at times. Um, uh, the, the, from what what can happen, uh, but yeah, you know, luckily, luckily, he's not got any symptoms. Uh, he's, he's he's just tested positive, so he's not he's not being uh, physically affected by the by the disease. So uh, there is, you know, that, that's the kind of silver lining or, or the kind of blessing in disguise. Uh, so yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's. I suppose WWE quite lucky. It hasn't been as bad as it could. It's bad, but it could be a hell of a lot worse. Yeah, I think they were kind of put into a position where their back was against the wall. They really booked heavily, even more than usual. Uh, this whole episode of Raw around Drew McIntyre, like they, <laughs> all the commercials was like, this is a big night for the WWE champion. He's got to accept Bill Goldberg's challenge. He's got to verse Randy Orton. So when he's the one that tested positive, they kind of were had to kind of put out there that he he tested positive. So it is a big step for them though because they did address it. Even though if you didn't see the news and you just watched Randy Orton and Triple H's promo, they ca- <laughs> they kind of tippy toed around it and mm-hmm. never wanted. To mention why Drew wasn't going to verse Orton, but uh, you know it was nice that they had Drew kind of address it on the show. Yeah. Uh, so, Miss Chrissy Love, I gotta ask you, uh, what was your thoughts on Drew McIntyre? It re- being revealed that uh, he tested positive for COVID nineteen, and what is your thoughts on the other outbreaks among AEW and Impact Wrestling as well? Um. I hope that he gets better. I'm happy that he does not feeling symptoms. So I'm guessing that he doesn't have it as, as it's not impacting him as much as others are or has been affected. Yeah. So you, you have like the, the uh, antibodies and shit inside your system and it can fight it away or whatever. So that's great. And, um, I'm happy that, you know, I'm hoping that he was, first of all, the legends of night was like a super spread in itself. But anywho, because um, I'm like sitting there watching, I'm like, all of these, like you said, all of these guys of a certain age are the ones that can be attacked at it very well. And I'm like, look at WWE, don't just just don't give a damn about being a super spreader. They just want to get ratings, and we're having this corny legend night, and we're doing this. But anywho, we're not talking about that la- that day. Um, I just hope that these guys be, I, I think people don't believe it until they actually get it. Maybe if that makes sense, mm-hmm. yeah. get much serious. I think once they like, Oh shit, like we really got to like do what we need to do and like chill out and like, maybe not go to everyone's house or, you know, or, or things like that. Maybe we shouldn't go to this person's event. I get it. Trust me. 
everyone is just tired of just like being in like this whole like mode that we've never been a part, been in, you know, and like everyone just wants everything to go back to normal, but we're not going to go back to normal until the cases are not, not happening. Like we, people can get the shots, but you it don't, it's still, people can still get COVID, you know what I'm saying? So I just hope wrestlers are just, you know, just doing their part and just like being more careful because once once a person gets it, you're like, wow, like this is some real stuff. And, and you know, now that person has to now be indoors and they have to quarantine and they got to get tested again. It's a whole like it's a whole thing once you find that you have COVID. And like and like Drew, most people don't feel certain kind of way. You know, most people don't feel the symptoms and things like that. But you have others that are getting the fevers and the chills and you just got to like just be careful and be cautious. And I just hope that they're doing more testing now since, you know, Drew had it and Drew was around all these people. And maybe he's not like a spreader, but he received it. So I, I'm not, you know, I don't know how the whole thing like still works in itself still. Like we still don't know how this thing works. Yeah. So I just hope that they all, all wrestlers across the board, everybody, just, just be safe and just do what you need to do so that we can just all go back to fucking normal. <laughs> I think we're all learning as it goes on, and so is professional wrestling. What, uh, Top Guy JJ, what is your thoughts on the revelation that Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks and Chris Jericho, and I, I do have to add this with Chris Jericho, this was after he was a part of that concert in Sturgis yep. that had 250,000 people who tested positive for uh, the virus. So, what was your thoughts on those two revealing that they uh, tested positive for the virus back in September. Shame on them. Mm-hmm. Shame on them. Because it's like, to, honestly, and I'm going to say shame on them because they're going to sit there and go on national TV and have one of their talents go out and talk about a show as running a sloppy show. But not mm-hmm. only were, were, not, were they oh. not running a sloppy show, y'all were now hiding positive tests. Yes. So, so, yes. so you're being actually just as sloppy as the company that is not even acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. At least we knew a company was going into it and not, not acknowledging it at all. Yep. But now you have people that's actually getting the most serious thing in the, in the world right now, and you didn't even shed any light on it until, what, four months later? Like, four months later, like, how many other people could have been contracted? How many other people they could have been affected by this? How many families did he interact with? How many mm-hmm. fans were in the stand? Like, how many people were you going to cross contact with? Obviously, they probably kept that under wraps. They probably kept him secluded from people because they knew he had it. Mm-hmm. But you guys are running a public show. You guys are running a sporting event. If this was the NFL, the NBA, or any other sport, they would have been on, they, they would have been headlined as being people that is hiding shit being called to be shut down. Yep. So okay. what makes what makes AEW so special that they were able to hide people receiving positive tests and them not spreading the news of two of the biggest names in the sport that this this is the reason that they're not here. Yep. Because they were big on talking about COVID. Mm-hmm. But then two of their biggest stars, probably many others, also got contracted with this thing, but there's no words of it. These are the only two that just came out. Mm-hmm. I agree and disagree with what you said. Um, I don't 
I don't think that it's a fair comparison to talk about the sloppy shop thing because the reason why Taz went out in public and told them a sloppy shop is because they weren't testing at all. So that's totally different from two guys testing positive for it or revealing it too late. I do think that they do are are definitely open to criticism for not uh making that more transparent earlier uh in the case of nick jackson he was off of tv for over a month and it was speculated it was actually reported and we talked about it here on true hill heat that the september 9th taping was where uh ben carter uh, lance archer and others had tested positive and that aew did have an outbreak and aew even unlike wwe made a comment about it and actually was like had to had to reveal people like Lance Archer was affected, like Ben Carter was affected. You can't go out and name every single person that tested positive. It's really up to the talent. That's why, you know, WWE has had over 40 wrestlers test positive for it, and we only know of eight because the eight people decided to make that open. You can criticize them for keeping it under wraps for that long, but I don't think it's a fair comparison to say that they're a sloppy shop like WWE because WWE denied that there was a virus no, 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 time out, time out, time out, no, 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 what I'm saying is that, time out, no, what I'm saying is that they had the audacity to go on TV and call them a sloppy shop when they are having, but they are having, all right, but it doesn't escape them from having a little bit of criticism come their way with just the fact that they, they, that, that, that's all I'm saying with it, because AEW gets away with, not, not gets away with shit, but they don't get criticized that much. Because they're, they're, they have been a wonderful thing for us. But this was a boo-boo. This is something that they, come on, like, you don't, you don't, you don't hide shit like this. This is something that you don't hide. You don't yeah. inform us four months later that this man has tested, and then obviously he went to do this concert, but we didn't know that he could have contracted it from the concert. He could have he, he got it going there, or he could have brought it to the concert, for all we know, and infected the entire concert. Yeah. Like, no, this is this is why I, I specified. They are open to criticism for not making it transparent. But the slot comparing it to the sloppy shop type of thing that was said in July when AEW was doing tests and they were even testing oh, WWE dude, talent WWE, that were not being tested dude, in WWE. WWE was a sloppy they are a sloppy shop. Exactly. <laughs> AEW, I'm not, I'm not, this is not giving WWE a stop. No, stop. no. But, stop. but you, you're the one I mentioned it. You're you didn't not, have this to is mention not giving, This is not giving WWE a pass at all. No, no, They're not no, getting not, a pass I'm for not, this I'm shit. Not. I'm not saying I'm not saying WWE deserves a pass. I'm saying you can't call AEW a sloppy shop as well because they have made the adjustments to this whole situation. They you can who you can call a sloppy shop. You can't call AEW a sloppy shop. You could call Chris Jericho a sloppy shop because Chris Jericho is sloppy. Yes, but he represents AEW. And I represents AEW. He is a part of that brand. So it's not it's not fair to say that, but he is a part of that brand. And this is not calling a what I'm saying, you're gonna criticize one company and then you're kind of turning around and doing something similar. Not similar, but you, you shit, COVID doesn't have a name. It does not have a name attached to it. So this shit does not escape from a company. This shit hits everybody. So the fact that you guys had yeah. this and didn't say anything for months, it's like Dude, come on. Like, yo, you're going to criticize one place, but then you're kind of hiding details on your side. Yeah. 
Yeah. That that's kind of all I'm saying about it. Like, no, fuck WWE. Yo, listen, we are not gonna have a two and a half hour podcast on how I feel about WWE and Kobe. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying the sloppy shot. I know the contents of why they were called that, and I don't think that that is the same thing we can uh, categorize AEW when they've been a lot better in their treatment before mm-hmm. and after their whole outbreak that happened in September. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Um, AEW's head and shoulders better. But John, so <laughs> final question on this topic. Do you think that the wrestling world needs to have some type of stop to kind of uh, stop this whole spread of COVID with this latest outbreak among the three promotions? Mm. Yeah, I, I think wrestling should have a kind of off season anyway. Um, I, I think the yes, wrestlers, yes, uh, yes. more than any athlete, need recovery time. Um, I think it was Sami Zayn who said, you know, he took three months off, and you could see the kind of this was before COVID as well. You could see the kind of rejuvenation and and, and his love for wrestling had returned just from this this time off to let his body heal and stuff. And regarding running through COVID, um, it was, you know, it was those like early show, those first early shows in the PC where, you know, before they got the Thunderdome, the cameras in, were, they they were fucking depressing. <laughs> they was like, I, I, I don't think I, like, I, I, I rewatched, uh, I rewatched uh, Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley from WrestleMania um, not long ago. And that was just weird. It was just bizarre um, because it was it was a pro- it was just not it was just not what you were used to. Uh, the match was the match was still good, but the it, you know I mean the, you look back you look back and they'll be remembered for its for its kind of unpre- unprecedented the unprecedented uh, style of it. But if you look back, if you rewatch them now, they're, they're Hard to watch. They're the they're unwatchable almost. So it does beg the question. You know, what did it matter if they just didn't have some shows for a couple of weeks or a couple of months? You know, yeah. until they got, until they got clear and cons, you know uh, consistent barriers in place. You know, like you know. Like like I said before, the reports were that they were only just kind of testing temperatures at first. Uh, you know, there was no there was no masks. I think it was Kevin Owens, wasn't it? Who even who said, "Why aren't we wearing masks all the time?" Yeah. And um, so, selfishly, selfishly, I was very glad that the re- wrestling did continue. Um, hence, you know, like I said before earlier about AEW, like that's a godsend them getting Daly's place. It's open air. It's not as kind of contained as, as the PC, but it was selfishly. I, I enjoyed it because I've watched, watched a lot more wrestling um, during lockdown than I have. And they have, they have given me that um, break, that, that escape. They have given me that escape, but you know, on a, you know, on a kind of human level, you know where, you know when COVID first hit, where it was like if you get it, you're gonna die. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? when it first when it first came out, it was like you know it was it was the, it was you it was you were gone if you got it. But so no, on a human level, I don't think they should have continued. And, I, I, and as I said, if you go back and look at those kind of bizarre uh, shows, those bizarre matches. Um, just for just because there was no crowd and there was no other atmosphere than that, 
it was it it was it wouldn't have hurt to just take a break to take the foot off the gas maybe just you know what i mean do you remember those shows when they would just show they showed like the entire royal rumble like yeah just like they were, they were like fuck we've got no we've got all this time to kill you know, they could they could have just easily done reruns and stuff like that. I know it wouldn't have been as as uh, as ratings grabbing as they still need it to be, but you know, you've got to think, you've got to take away, you know, the entertainment side and start thinking, you know, the wrestlers as as human beings with families, with babies, yep. with partners, with parents, with grandparents that that should have, yeah. uh-huh, should have been at home. Rather than sweating it out in a wrestling ring, <laughs> you know. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's a crazy, crazy, um, crazy, crazy uh, uh, situation. But I do think if you look at the bigger picture as well, do, wrestling continuing has given you know, like the NBA and the Premier League football over here, and uh, is F- NFL running now? Yeah. Is it? Over, yeah. Yeah. I, I do think that I do think that those companies or that those uh, uh, sports looked at WWE and AEW and were like, well, if they can do it, you know, we can do it. So they have kind of set a pre- you know, a good or bad, you know, precedent. You don't know. You don't yeah, know. I want, Yeah. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, yeah. Just yeah. To wrap wrap it up, I think I don't think they should have ran, but I'm also glad that they did. <laughs> it's yeah. a very offensive answer, like, but yeah, yeah. I just wanted to chime in a little bit with that, and I completely agree with the fact that wrestling. Sh- I believe wrestling should have an off season. I believe after, and I believe as in wrestling after WrestleMania, according to companies all together, because WrestleMania is the biggest show mm. out of every company. Every company can agree WrestleMania is the biggest show of the year. So WrestleMania season should basically be the wrap up month for all wrestling promotions. And take about two to three months off. Come back in July. I, I, because you don't the the pay per views that happens between between April and July are very meaningless. Yeah, you might get a banger here out of two there, with the exception of AEW trying to do something with Double or Nothing right now, and then um New Japan with G One Climax that happens during that time. It's just they can move those things into give people these breaks that they so desperately need. But then to come back to with being out with COVID and shutting down, wrestling yeah. gave every single sport in America the cover the, the courage to come back. Yeah. Because wrestling is the one that didn't stop. Wrestling yeah. is the one that found a way to make it work. So as the way we 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 get on them and talk about their lack of protocols, this is the first time anybody's had to deal with protocols. So this is the first time anybody's had to deal with this type of stuff. So the fact that they actually went balls in and knee deep to to really make this work, they definitely deserve a round of applause for that because this is a bunch of wrestling companies that tried this. So this isn't just WWE. This is MLW. This is new. Ring of Honor had to step in after a while. Impact took some. You know, so everyone. So wrestling is so many companies. So it's not like the NBA where there's like 10 different leagues in the NBA. There's the NBA. You got the NFL. There's 20 different leagues in the NFL. There's like 20 different wrestling companies. So the fact that they stepped up and they were actually able to do this during the pandemic, they get major props to that. But I do definitely think that there should be an offseason to wrestling. I really think there should be a two to three month offseason to wrestling. Absolutely. 
So, yeah, we got to move on, guys. So we'll definitely keep track of this whole outbreak and how it affects all those companies. But we got to talk about the rest of the news. So, yes, we have other news from WWE, Voices of Wrestling, and WrestleVotes. This is WWE and New Japan news. Uh, they report that Jay White, Switchblade, has a lot of support among WWE talent and that it is 50-50 that he signs with WWE. However, Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer Radio over the weekend reports that Jay White told AEW at the end of 2018 that he signed a seven-year deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling and he speculated that the promo was a part of an angle and New Japan um, this week has removed Jay White from their website. Miss Chrissy Love as someone who's, who's a new New Japan fan but Hi. a lifelong WWE fan what do you do you think that Jay White will go to WWE? Okay first I want to just say that um, my prediction was right. Correct me if I'm wrong. What? For um, New Japan, duh! I was not here uh, last. Week. You said you said um, a Bushi. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah, both Bushi. Congratulations! He was the only one that didn't pick a Bushi. I just wanted something different because everybody picked the Bushi. is different. Bushi's never won the title before. <laughs> I picked him to win the title in night one, but lose it in night two. That would be yeah. so Abushi. That would be the same thing Abushi's done for years. How <laughs> Abushi's never won the title? He before. always comes up short, though. He always he comes up short. Won it. He but he won always, it. But winning it and then losing it the next night is coming up short, sir. That's <laughs> some Abushi. Yeah, that's Miss, some Abushi shit. Miss Chrissy. Um. So yeah, he's the boy band of New Japan. Um. Anywho. Um. <laughs> I I don't know if I want him to go to to if if he does go to. WWE, he can't go to NXT. He has to go straight to the main roster. He has to go straight up and straight to the top. Mm-hmm. There's no way that he can just sit around and wait. No, he's like you can't let this like do you can't you can't let this 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 gold mine go like that. That there's no there's no way. Forget Karrion Cross and all those other damn people. He has to go straight all the way to the damn top. Don't I... let this mess up because if you mess, you got if you if you if you your money could pull this man in. If you guys could pull him off, which I hope he doesn't. But they got it. They got the money. Hey, we 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 shall see with that. Uh, definitely speak, got the money. Speaking of talent and signing with WWE, Wrestling Observer reports that Matt Riddle has not signed, not re-signed with WWE, even though reports said that he did. Brian Alvarez on Wrestling Observer Live also reported that Ricochet has not re-signed with WWE with his, con- with his contract reportedly about to expire. Uh John, would do you think that Ricochet should re-sign with WWE? And if not, where should he go? No, no, he should not. Um, they they've killed that guy, man. He was, he was one of the most uh, like astounding wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. Yep. He he they should they should bankroll Lucha Underground to start oh. up again. And to jo- so that so he has somewhere to go that appreciates Prince Puma. Him. Um, yeah, man, Prince Puma. He, he was he was like he, the stuff he used to do was just mind blowing, and um, and they've just neutered him um, to the to the point where he'll do his like eight sixty finisher move, and you kind of go, oh, cool, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
it's got it's gone it's gone from like holy shit how did he do that without dying yeah. to like oh yeah he did that move again because they they, they just the you know what i mean and then uh, and then oh that brock lesnar thing was just was yeah. just they even they even based a chronicle or a, or a 365 round it which was even weirder <laughs> like that um so you know, and then the poor guy is mixed up with retribution at the minute, and and, and, and uh, you know, Ali is trying his best, man. Ali yeah. deserves a flipping Oscar for the for the effort that he's putting in from that this dead I'm on alive. Putting in effort for this shit, but yeah. <laughs> we deserve effort for watching it. Where do you think Ricochet should go, though? Um. I, 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 I'm going to say AEW, but then I do feel he'd get lost in AEW as well. Um, AEW, you know, I mean, like, for me, one of the, another two of standout performers from Lucha Underground were Jack Evans and, um, and Helico. And look what they've done with that. You know what I mean? The, AEW was spoiled for choice with fantastic wrestlers. And I do feel that he may get lost in the shuffle there as well. Um, he had he had a decent run in New Japan. Uh, he'd be fantastic there, uh, but M MLW um, are a definite definite um, uh, contender there. Um, obviously, it must go down. You know, it's all obviously all down to money for what they can that what they can give him. Yeah, but yeah. Um, if he's um, him versus Leo Rush would be uh, would be a very tasty encounter indeed. So um, I'd, I'd like to see him. I'd like to. I'd like to see him. Maybe just kind of spread his wings back out on the indies again. You know. Yeah, that's that's a good shout, MLW. Though mm -hmm. uh, we have further update on the Raw Rumble. Russell Votes tweeted that oh. uh, tweeted this exactly. Still getting a ton of Raw Rumble fan attendance questions. The fact of the matter is, WWE views the stress, manpower, and complete undertaking of removing the Thunderdome for one night as just too much to make it all work. Sad but true. The wait continues. This follows up from last week where we talked about the Raw Rumble will not have fans this year so it should be a very yeah. different show wwe announced this week. oh my huh? i'm sorry i said just cancel it no like, no you're ridiculous think, they, got, Come they, got on, the, like... they got the piped in 10 9 8 7 6 5 oh five, my god uh, make a pipe this is awesome make a yeah, pipe in account exactly wwe announced this week that they will have a special event televised in india uh called wwe superstar spectacle in their press release they revealed that it will be televised in india on january 26th from the thunderdome it's gonna mark the return of the Modern day Maharaja, Top Guy JJ's favorite superstar, Jinder Mahal. Uh, the I, the list of talent also lists. Yes, <laughs> I was waiting for that. Yes, don't hinder Jinder, you bastards. <laughs> WWE champion uh, Drew McIntyre, oh, Rey Mysterio, God. WWE Women's Tag Team champion Charlotte Flair, AJ Styles, Bailey, The New Day, Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, SmackDown Tag Team champions, The Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode. <laughs> 
Ricochet, and many more, plus an appearance from WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair was announced for the show. Kofi Kingston revealed that he has a jaw injury, which will keep him out of action for a number of weeks. Fightful Select reports that when Retribution were offered new WWE contracts back in the fall of 2020, it was for a three-year deal worth $250,000 per year. The offer was made to every member of the group except for Masafa Ali, who already had had a contract on the main roster this is actually much lower than the typical wwe contracts superstars were offered over the past two years due to the global pandemic uh speaking of contracts wrestling inc revealed that wwe passed on signing the current roh world champion uh roosh uh with sources saying that his axing price was too high and smackdown drew 2.120 million viewers and raw drew one 1.819 million viewers this past week. Up. Yes. Up, yo. It is. It's staying what consistent. But what, what is people expecting? When yo, 250 grand to stay in one city, that's a lot of money. It is. Like they're doing no house shows. They're doing nothing else but the televised shows. The house I, shows are basically obsolete. I agree. And they just they 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 just had the wrong timing for this, because if this was the past two years, they could use AEW as a, as a marketing tool. But $250,000 right now is is definitely good. Good bread. For Stay them. your ass in the same place. Hell yeah. That's a good contract. Uh, <laughs> AEW News AEW announces their first ever Dynamite Awards that will air Live exclusively on Bleacher Report app on January 27th we will talk More about the uh, categories And nominees and missing Nominees next week on True Hill Heat 109 New Japan Pro Wrestling announces that The major matches for the new Beginning uh, tour uh, With t- uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Shin, Shin- uh, Shingo Takagi for the Never Openweight Championship in Norgohu on uh, January 30th. You got Sho versus Hiromu Takahashi for the Junior Heavyweight Championship on February 10th. And Ibushi, Koto Ibushi, defending the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental titles versus Sanada on February 11th. Those final two shows in Hiroshima. Uh, so that's a great Great three main events for their big shows for the new beginning tour. ROH News Wrestle Inc. reports that Dalton Castle is now officially a free agent. We talked about Roosh getting denied a contract with WWE. Do you think WWE will knock on Dalton Castle's door, Top Guy JJ? Hell no. <laughs> well, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> well, what else, the boys? That Hell was it. That no. that was an emphatic no. Um, <laughs> without the boys, without the boys. <sighs> ROH re-signed uh, Brian Johnson this week as well. Impact Wrestling news. Impact Wrestling reveals that Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown will be the new commentary team for the company. Josh Matthews is transitioning to a backstage role as senior producer for the weekly show and pay-per-view, while Madison Rain will announce her wrestling future at Hard to Kill. And Fightful Select reports that things were went smooth between New Japan Pro Wrestling and Impact Wrestling uh, in regards to Chris
Chris Bay working the Super J Cup with Scott Damore granting permission. And then our final net wrestling news piece is former True Heels BTR Between the Ropes guest AJ Kirsch uh, uh, revealed that his contract with MLW has expired and he made a surprise appearance as Brosive J Brody on AEW Dark. So congratulations to him getting much more exposure wow. on AEW Dark this week. But that brings us to this weekend, this Saturday, Impact Hard to Kill. It is the first pay-per-view of 2021 for Impact Wrestling. And my oh my, it has a whole lot of buzz. It follows up from Slammiversary and Bound for Glory that also had similar buzz. But this one is at a new level, thanks in part to the main event of the evening. But let's talk about the rest of the cards. Start from the bottom to the top. We got the just announced Brian Myers will go one-on-one with Josh Alexander of the North. Uh, these two men met a couple of weeks ago with the Karate Man interfering, causing the disqualification for Josh Alexander. But who wins here one-on-one? We got the most professional wrestler, Brian Myers or Josh Alexander. Let's start with you, John. Um, I'm a big fan of Alexander. Um, I think he is uh, one of the best wrestlers uh, going at the minute. Um, I think with um, with um, oh God, his name escapes me. What was Ethan his name? Ethan, Ethan Page. Page, thank you, thank you. With Ethan, Ethan Page was obviously the charismatic um, person in that tag team, whereas Josh Alexander was the kind of like grinding wrestler, the um, the Rick Steiner almost, you know, with the, yeah. with the headgear and stuff. Um, and Brian Myers is uh, a vastly underappreciated wrestler, I think. Um, he's, he, uh, you know, a lot of his students that he's taught uh, speak very very highly of him so uh, you know i mean he, he was unfortunately given that you know weird losing streak uh, in wwe when he came back you know it was fun and stuff but you know i mean it never really got to show his his, his, his true talent uh, so i think a match between him and uh, alexander um i think they're gonna kind of show what they can do you know um it's it's a chance for josh alexander to kind of spread his wings um without ethan page and it's a chance for uh, brian myers to kind of uh, yeah show what he can do in the ring with a you know a really good wrestler are you going for uh, josh alexander in this one As much as it pains me, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big Brian. I just I love Brian Myers and um, Zach Ryder, Matt Cordona's uh, uh, podcast and, and their YouTube videos. They um, they 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 really show the kind of you know really good like kind of human side. You can actually kind of connect with them and, and stuff uh, where they're just like kind of big kids. But so uh, I, I really enjoy Brian Myers. But yeah, I think Josh Alexander. They, they, push him man i think impact should really push him uh he, he could be a, a contender within the next couple of months given that given the right angles and storyline and whatnot agree there josh alexander or brian myers miss chrissy love um alexander is the guy from the north yes that's the dude i'm gonna go with all right <laughs> and top guy jj who you got I mean, you kind of you kind of made me feel bad with the brian myers thing man about he deserves it but come on man he ain't beating nobody from the north man we going with josh alexander all the way yeah. here 
I, I gotta I gotta agree with everybody over here. I'm going with Josh Alexander to get the win as well. Next up, you got mixed tag team action. It's gonna be Tennille Dashwood and Caleb with a K going up against the reunited decay of Rosemary and Crazy Steve. I am going to go with the reuniting of the decay to get the victory here. Who do you got, top guy JJ? Come on, man. You know I pick Bay for everything. But for some reason, and <laughs> just so you know, John, just so you know, John, Tanil is Bay. But, yeah. but <laughs> why the fuck is Crazy <laughs> Steve still around? Like, why? Like, why is he still around? He hey, this man is overcoming blindness. Yeah. He is taking Sean away from Tanil. He is taking Sean away from my baby Tanil Dashwood <laughs> and going. I mean, fuck. All right, I'm going with Steven Rose. Oh, fuck, I'm so sorry, baby. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, there we go. Who you got, uh, Chrissy Love? I was gonna go with the one with the K because that's 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 I always do the same thing. It's Crystal with the K. Hello. You're going Crystal with Caleb K. with the K and Tennille? Absolutely. All I know right. they're gonna lose, but it's okay. Thank you, boo. Who Somebody's you... gonna take the L for me, but you know, you know, thank you. <laughs> who, who you got, John? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Tennille Dashwood and Caleb with a K. Um, Yay! I think th- there's more. There's more upside for that for them for that duo to win I, over I, uh, a kind of. I want to be a fuck. I'm changing my pick. I'm going with Bay. I'm going with Bay. Crazy Steve. Like I'm, I, 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 what the fuck is Crazy Steve still doing in wrestling? Like come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, uh, we got. I already picked. I'm picking the Reunited Decay. I was the first one to pick. Uh, Old old school, old school rules. Six man tag team action is going to be Tommy Dreamer, Rhino, and cousin Jake versus Eric Young's new stable with Joe Doring and Cody Diener. Who you got in this one, Uh, John? This is a battle with Eric Young, kind of making his new stable. He has targeted uh, Rhino and uh, Heath Slater. They took him out, as well as cousin Jake, separating him from his cousin Cody Deaner. So, who you got in this one? Yeah, I'm going to go with Eric Young. I think he came back to Impact with you know a hell of a lot, hell of a lot of momentum after being treated terribly on uh, Raw and SmackDown. He and had no treatment. Exactly. Yeah, it was that bad. He had, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I think again, you know, I mean, there's a lot more upside. You know, uh, no offense, I love him, but you know, what I mean, we don't need to see Tommy Dreamer getting a, getting another win. And um, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be. There's more upside and there's more momentum behind Eric Young and uh, who's who's the big cowboy guy? Joe yeah. Doring. Yeah, he's got he's got a good look and uh, you know really good kind of you know. The heavy, the heavy behind, uh, the heavy behind Eric Young's crazy. So uh, yeah, I'll go with that. I'll go with uh, Eric Young. I'm gonna agree with you and go with Eric Young's uh, new group. Who do you got, Miss Chrissy Love? Why is Tommy Dreamer fighting? <laughs> <laughs> yo, 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 what's why we here? <laughs> He's like Ken Shamrock and, and RVD. Go sit down some damn place. And they all work for Impact, yo. I know. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, Impact needs to, like, we need a, a board of directors or something, like, shut it down. No, we give <laughs> them props, and, and, then they, and then they have shit like this. Yeah. Hey, like, Got to fill the roster. Not Tommy Dreamer winning. Um, the other team, please. Okay. Eric Young. You see how you got the Okada wins, LOL? This is going to be, for me, Tommy Dreamer loses, LOL. 
<laughs> yes, to Tommy Dreamer does lose a lot, it seems. Uh, this one, huh? He needs to. Yeah, this in this case in this case I agree. Uh this one is very personal. Years and years of build up to this. It is Bob Wire Massacre. Eddie Edwards going one on one with Sammy Callahan. It was all the way back in 2018 that Sammy Callahan made his name in Impact Wrestling where he hit Eddie Edwards in the eye with the Callahan slugger, uh almost blinding the man. These these two men have gone back and forth now three years because we're in 2021 so now it's going to finally end at hard to kill in a barbed wire massacre with barbed wire surrounding the ring wow. this one will be physical this one will be dangerous who do you got in this top guy jj i'm gonna go with sammy callahan he's fresh off a new contract and he needs a big year in 2021 2020 was straight dog shit for him so <laughs> we're, 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 we, we, we need a sammy callahan 2021 because when he was the draw he was the man in impact mm. and i need i need the return of the man and eddie edwards to me just i'm just whatever who do sammy you got callahan. who you got chrissy um callahan i would love to see this match um, Wick, what platform can I see this on now? This is on Fight TV as well as pay per view. So yes, there's there's multiple ways for people to to watch this. This is a definitely a must see show for Impact Wrestling. Okay, John, send the link. I'll see it from there. Okay, I got gotcha. you, John. Who you got? Edwards versus Callahan. Yeah, it's got to be Callahan. Um, he's he's uh, he's just brutal in those like kind of hardcore setting matches. Um, so yeah, poor Eddie Edwards, man. He's gonna, he's gonna get absolutely brutalized, I think. Um, <laughs> Sammy yeah. Callahan, he's scared. He makes me uncomfortable watching he, him. Exactly. Yeah, he be alright. Eddie always alright. Uh, he be he yeah. was the Impact Champion before. He be alright. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so uh, right. yeah, Callahan, Sammy Callahan, all the way. I'm going to be different in this one, and I'm going to go with Eddie Edwards. Since it's the blow-off to the feud, it always makes sense for the babyface to win the blow-off. So I'm going to go time. with Eddie Edwards in this one. In the most unique match on this card, it will be Ethan Page going one-on-one -on -one with his alter ego, the Karate Man. Yes. Uh, yes. I, it is like Cactus Jack versus Do Love. It is like Sue Young versus Susie. It is like it is like the Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt versus The Fiend. And it will all Got be it. in okay. one. The Karate Man versus Ethan Page in what might be Ethan Page's final match in Impact Wrestling. Who do you got, John? Um, I think Karate Man's got this in the bag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Karate Man has got all the momentum behind him. Um, everyone's kind of talking about Karate Man um, because it's just uh. so it's just it's hilarious. Um, I, I, I've always enjoyed Ethan Page. Uh, his his charisma and his kind of like sharp wit and and is is you know what I mean he's a, he's a fantastic wrestler, but he's he's just got this charisma that makes him stand out and. <laughs> Karate man, it's just that <laughs> amazing, like tongue in cheek um, uh, craziness that, that I, I, I enjoy out while wrestling. I know some people might not like it, but it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. But so I hope that they go like uber, like cornball, and just have like you know, really bad, like old, old school 70s kung fu movies <laughs> where they're not even like, you know, like. 
they won't even be on the same eye level. Yes. The CG, the CGI will be wrong and shit. Like and you that. see the, the, the pow. Bang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, hope, I hope they go like full on, like uh, full on cheese. So, uh, yeah, but I think, you know, Karate Man, you know, he's, he's, his moniker is Karate Man and he'll live up to that. <laughs> who, who you got, Tough Guy, JJ? I mean, Cobra Kai is the hottest thing on Netflix right now. So you got you got you got you to keep karate alive. You know what I mean? Karate man definitely for the win here, man. Ethan Page <laughs> is about to hit the bricks, bro. Karate man definitely taking this one. My ranking: Johnny Lawrence, um, Daniel Daniel Larusa, Karate Man. He is he is he is he's is only he's in third place behind those two, so I'm gonna go with Karate Man to get the victory over Ethan Page. Who do you got, Miss Chrissy Love? I'm Karate Man across the board, friend. <laughs> Unanimous for the Karate Man. Knockouts tag team title tournament will conclude at Hard to Kill. You got the tag team of Kiara Hogan and Tasha Steeles going up against Havoc and Nevea. We've had Havoc on True Heels BTR, very talented former knockouts champion. Her and Nevea have really gelled together as a team over the last couple of months, but they have never defeated the team of Kiara Hogan and Tasha Steeles, who are the cocky upstarts who have been the favorites to win this entire tournament. Who do you got, Miss Chrissy Love? Kira and Tasha versus Havoc and Nevea. Ooh. You got you said they've never beat them before? Yes, they've oh. never beaten Kira and Tasha. And how many times have they met? They've versed, I think, two to three times, and they're zero and three. Okay, go with the underdog that is zero and three. Let um, uh, was uh uh. Havoc and Nevea, you got winning. Havoc and Nevea to win, yes. They All gotta right. win something. <laughs> uh, top top guy, JJ. I'm going with my girl Christy on this one. Going with Havoc and Nevea. Yes, absolutely. I'm gonna you agree. Got, we need to see some streaks broken. You know what? You know what? I am I'm gonna be different as well on this one. I love Kiara Hogan and Tasha Steeles. They just have so much charisma together. They are awesome together. And I think they're gonna be the new knockouts tag team champions. Who you got, John? Echo your sentiments, yeah. Um Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles have just got so much I can get like momentum behind them. Um, they look a million dollars. Uh, I think they've got this in the back. I think to kickstart the knockouts division, uh, a babyface, uh, you know, uber babyface team needs to have it. Uh, although I do like Nevaeh and Havoc, I think they're good opponents. Uh, but I think they'll. I think if, with the kind of win streak and the uh, the advantage that they've got, I think Kiara Hogan and Tasha Steeles have got this one. So we got two for two on each side. So that's going to be a, definitely a good matchup. But in yeah. my opinion, this right here is going to be the dark horse match of the night mm -hmm. for the Impact Knockouts Championship. It's going to be Deanna Parata going one on one with Taya Valkyrie. Deanna Parata is a two time Knockouts champion. She was the 2020 Knockout of the Year, 2020 Impact Wrestling Wrestler of the Year, and she has called herself the greatest Knockout of all time. But she is versing the long reigning impact knockouts champion in history in Taya Valkyrie so this will determine who is the goat of all the knockouts Taya or Diana who do you got John this is a tough one this is probably one of the, the the matches on the card where it could go either way uh, yeah. we've already seen Diana Parato lose the championship to uh, Sue Young yeah 
uh, last year. Like, like you said, Ty Valkyrie is the longest reigning knockout champion of all time. But I, I think I think it'll be uh, it'll be Diana Perazzo's uh, win. It'll be like. Uh, she's overcoming that legend, you know. She's uh, Taya Valkyrie's coming in as the uh, you know stalwart of that division, and I think for Parazzo to get the victory with the Venus Venus de Milo, uh, that'll that'll be her, you know, uh, another notch on the gun. That'll be a kind of statement that she's she's here to stay, and the title is going to be very very difficult to offer. Mm. All right, Chrissy Love, who you got, Diana versus Taya. Uh, how's Taya Valkyrie married to John Morris? I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't explain the logistics uh, yeah. behind that, so. I don't know that, but anyway, I'm gonna go with the GOAT. Um, God, I love her. I mean, I love both of them, but I'm gonna go with the GOAT on this one, which is Taya Valkyrie. Who you got, Taya or Diana? Top guy, JJ. Damn, because I feel like, yo, for some reason, I feel like Taya is WWE bound, yo. For some weird no. reason, I feel, like, I feel like, I just feel like somewhere in the future, she's heading over there. Well, man. Um, why, you know, you got to get right off to the sunset. So I'm going with Diana to, to, to take this because I see Tyra heading out soon. I agree yeah. with I agree with John and JJ. I am going with Deanna to get the victory. Impact X Division Championship is on the line. It will be Manic defending in a triple threat against Rahit Raju and Chris Bay. It was TJP who took on the moniker of Manic once again to defeat Rohit Raju back at final resolution to win the X Division Championship. Chris Bay, the former X Division champion, got a little revenge on Rohit Raju using him to get a victory by DQ over Manic, and now we have this three-way with the title on the line. Who do you got, Miss Chrissy Love, Manic, Raheet, or Chris Bay? Chris Bay. Chris Bay for the win. I'm, I am going to... No, yeah, I, I can't pick Manic. I hate TJP so much. Uh, I'm going to go with Chris Bay to get the victory and become the new X Division champion. Who you got, JJ? Ah, let's go. Yo, for some reason, Mahik is not supposed to win this match. But for some reason, I feel like he is going to win this match. You said Rohit or Mahik? Rohit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got? Man- Manic Rohit or Chris Bay, John? Um, Chris Bay. Chris Bay's got all, all the momentum behind him. I think he's, uh, he's, a, he's a can't miss star for impact. Uh, and I think if they want to keep hold of him, they have to give him lots and lots of gold. So uh, give him the X Division Championship, please. Lots and lots of gold, yes. I agree there. And then finally, it is the main event of the evening, the one that everybody is looking forward to. Six-man tag team action is going to be the AEW World Champion, Kenny Omega, teaming with the Impact Tag Team Champions, the Good Brothers, to verse the Impact World Champion, Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns. Kenny Omega made his appearance on Impact Wrestling and said that he is going to be a belt collector of sorts, and he aligned 
Knight realigned himself with the Good Brothers, his former Bullet Club teammates. Uh, they they then had Carl Anderson cheat his way to victory over Chris Sabin <laughs> with the Motor City Machine Guns looking to get another shot at the Impact World Tag Team Championships, while Rich Swan kind of interjected himself in that, not liking the new attitude change of Carl Anderson, and then they were jumped by Omega and the Good Brothers backstage to set up the six-man tag team matchup. This is the match everybody is talking about, AEW and Impact Wrestling in the main event, who you got, the Super Elite or Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns. Let's start with you, John. Uh, I think the Super Elite got this, uh, otherwise it's not off to a good start. I think they need to they need to win this uh, just to kind of assert their dominance and show yep. you know that they're here to kind of run roughshod over a um, over Impact and AEW. So I'm going with the Good Brothers and Kenneth Omega. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, you, who you got, Chrissy? Um, right. You can't start. The whole point of this is to be big and be dominant. You can't go over there and lose. Sorry. If you do it, then what's the whole like? Yeah. Throw everything in the trash now. <laughs> Tough. For not, for nothing. The good boys. First of all, the shout out to the good boys. Um, who good were brothers. Good, yeah, good brothers. Good boys. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean. They're grown ass men, boo. because they were one released from their job and now look they work for two companies Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. shout out to them for leaving and 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 doing and having balls and make the the proper club reunion work there you go friend top guy jj is this really a question yeah it's just a matter of how this is gonna happen i just feel that they're gonna win dirty but yeah. definitely the super elite is gonna win this match. Like there's there's no way there's no way this doesn't continue. So the super elite is definitely winning this match, but they're just gonna do it kinda shysty. I think the Super Elite get the victory here with Kenny Omega pinning the Impact World Champion Ritzwan to set up a champion versus champion match down the line. So yes, that is full. Yeah. For our preview and predictions for Impact Hard to Kill this Saturday, January 16th, live on pay-per-view starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. It's also available on Fight TV. For folks like John in the UK, you can check it out live, and it's going to be a very, very interesting and intriguing show for sure. But that sends us off to our conclusion for True Heel Heat 108, a plug for our lineup on our YouTube channel. You can check out our exclusive interview for True Heels BTR Between the Ropes with Diego Del Sol of AEW and AEW Dark that's up on the YouTube channel right now the Blunt Impact special for Impact Genesis, the latest editions of AE Recap with myself as special guest, Wednesday Night Warriors with Ness as a special guest Blunt Impact, Review of Honor Dark Power, Richie's Raw Recap True Rewind and J News Japan are all up right now you can also check out brand new editions of Wednesday Night Warriors, Blunt Impact Dark Power, J News Japan, Review of Honor, True Rewind, and AE Recap with myself as special guest once again for New Year Smash Night 2 that are going to be up this weekend and next week. And also we will have our second pay-per-view roundtable review of 2021 for Impact Hard to Kill. And that's going to either be live on Sunday or at least it will be early next week. So check that out for sure. And check out Russell 2 YouTube channel for Wrestling Daily this week with me and Louis Dangor breaking down the latest wrestling news. John Duffy, 
Thank you so much for joining us on True Heel Heat 108. Yes, sir. And excellent guest. Thank you for your insight. And please tell the people where they can find you online. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Twitter only at John J. Duffy. And you can check out, I regularly we retweet and post all of my work for Diva Death and the, the, uh, the Sports Keto. I was going to say that for Sports Keto. <laughs> if I can get my words out. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, check out the uh, check out my uh, timeline and see all the stuff that i do over there but um thanks for having me guys i've thoroughly enjoyed it um it's been great to uh, chat wrestling with new people yes sir uh, yeah yeah and uh, one episode 108 is an episode to remember <laughs> For sure, for sure. We were glad to have you, and definitely you're awesome. welcome back to oh, come on back good. on again, thanks. man. Uh, Miss Chrissy Love, where can they find you? Uh, I'm Stacey. I am the station Miss Chrissy Love. You can find me on IG, Twitter, and on Facebook. And Top Guy JJ. Uh, Instagram, you can find me at True Hill underscore Top Guy JJ. Facebook, I'm simply Justin Johnson. Twitter, I never use. Of course. <laughs> you can follow True Hill Heat on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can follow me at True Hill underscore uh, Epic SP3 on Instagram. Uh, you follow our friends over at Battle Club Pro, Wrestling Travel, Warrior Wrestling, Mission Pro Wrestling, Mission Pro Wrestling. Uh, next event, Wishes Granted on February 6th. We are the official sponsors for that event. So you'll be seeing great content and great interviews from Mission Pro coming up here on the YouTube channel. Of course, you can listen to True Hill Heat on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your favorite audio podcast platforms. Like this video, share this video with all your wrestling fans and friends. Push the subscribe button and the bell to stay notified for all the great content right here on True Hill Heat. And of course, you can also watch True Hill Heat on Powered 4 TV. So for our special guest, Mr. John Duffy. For the sensational Miss Chrissy Love, for our resident True Hill alcoholic Top Guy JJ, it is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. Until True Hill Heat 109 next week, we are signing off until next time.